Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Rainbow Tapes. I am your host, Liam Koji, and I am here with uh, Michael Block of Block Talk. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. And we're chatting about something that actually applies to you this time. What, because I'm an Irish Jew? Are you Irish? I am. I got my DNA test back. I'm 35% Irish. Ooh. And I am a few hundred dollars away in six weeks, a few hundred dollars in six weeks away from being an actual Irish national. There Um, it is. Okay, so Eurovision is coming up. And... Mm -hmm. So, I am 100%, not even 100, like 3,000% convinced that Sweden is winning this year with Lorraine's tattoo. Correct. And with that win, Sweden will tie Ireland for the most Eurovision wins. Correct. And I decided that it would be a good idea to look at those wins and compare them. And I regret my decision. Um, when you told me that we were going to do this, I was like, well, did you know what we were going to do before you said this? Or are you just being like, Ireland, number one, let's just chat about them. And I was like, I'll go along for the journey. But um, when it comes to Eurovision music, this is not what winning is for me. Well, okay. So what I will say, particularly for Dana, the first winner on our list, all kinds of everything... That is what Eurovision was. It was a cute little sit down, have a little instrument plucked next to you, have a cute little like passable vocal performance. Because let's also remember that Eurovision is white people and white people voices are a little bit not as dynamic. How dare you insult ABBA like that? But okay, we can continue on. Okay, ABBA's an outlier though. Also, are you going to sit there and tell me that ABBA is a stellar vocal group? Yes. Ma'am. I love ABBA. The delusion. I love ABBA too, but also, like, their vocals. They're not... They're good. They can sing on key. But, that, like, but, but that's not what Eurovision is about. Eurovision is about the song. It's about the composing. It's it about is. the lyrics. It's about the, the performance. That's Eurovision. Well, no. Um, it's not about... It wasn't about the performance yet. I mean, let's, let's be f- for real right now and, like... Acknowledge that Abba stood there and, like, did a little two-step with arm swing. Like, we didn't start getting performances really until the 2000s. That's fair. That's fair. Some context for, like, Ireland's success in Eurovision. From 1966 to 1973, and from 1977, yes, to countries were required to sing the entries were required to be in each country's um one of the official languages for the country yes and so that's actually a large part of why ireland did so well has done so well is because if english is one of your as one of your national languages like english is a universal language it always has been or not always but i mean in modern Europe, English has always been a sort of universal language. Even if you don't speak it fluently, you can understand it because it's one of it was one of the lingua francas of uh, the European Union. So, English-speaking countries, namely the UK and Ireland, had a bit of a leg up on the competition. 
actually Sweden doing so well in 1965 is why the requirement was <laughs> it was why the requirement was put in place. So, um, anyway, um, and I mean, also certain things, certain other sort of contacts, when the contest started expanding, it started to, uh, the dynamics shifted and the style of performance shifted and the style of songs shifted. And mm-hmm. so, especially this happened really. And, there, and, there's, in the mid- and there's always, or there's always been alliances within countries. That's always been yes. a thing as well. And also, like once the former Soviet bloc nations were starting to take part in the mid '90s, like dance music and fun, upbeat, performance-based songs really came to prominence. And I mean, granted, Ireland won three years in a row during the '90s, but. Um, they uh, they were going Ireland's... through some shit too. Yeah, I mean, so like, I assume you're referring to the troubles. Mm-hmm. The troubles didn't weren't as big of a thing in the republic. No, but it was still there. It was still there, but I mean, I feel like Northern Ireland and London were sort of seeing the worst of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Because Ireland has been a fairly... They've developed fairly steadily throughout the law since their, um, since their independence from the British. Um, Say the word F-A-I-R-L-Y again. F... What? The fairly? word you just said. There, there was a bit of an accent coming out the first two times you said it. I mean, so I grew up with my Irish grandmother... Mm-hmm. And learn to speak from her. And I don't hear her accent. Every once in a while, I'll hear a little bit of a lilt in my voice. And I'm like, oh, I need to sort of pull that back. But so, but I did learn to speak from my Irish grandmother. So that's fair. sometimes that's fair. certain words. Um, but yeah. And I don't know. I, I feel like we should just get into it. I don't know. I'm just, I'm dreading it. I don't want to... <laughs> Why did I listen, do this? You, Why did I choose you, to do you this? Did, you decided. Listen, I, if you, we could always do an entire podcast talking about Moldova and Eurovision entries, but I don't think we want. Oh my god, Lautar um, is one of my favorite entries ever, and he's back, and I'm so excited because he's hot. <laughs> oh, Ireland. So okay. Do you want me just? Do you want me to start this first song? Yeah. Okay. Let's do this. Now, I will preface this. I, I am not a complete novice when it comes to Eurovision. Of course, I've listened, I've, I know most of the winning songs. I've heard them all. I, I've done the, the listening before. So I've heard this one before, and I just can't get past the fact that this just sounds like a, it should be a Disney princess song. See, I was thinking more Rogers and Hammerstein Dead Zone song, where it's like the sure. middle... It's like the middle, and it's like no one's super paying attention to the music, and so they just sort of throw this like sort of like low key sort of vibey song in the middle of it. Yeah, it, it, it's just one of those things where like I would put it. This is probably my number two Irish winner, uh, simply because it just has more of an Irish tone to it. Uh, just like imagine her singing it with even a thicker accent, and and I would be all over it. Um, 
but yes, this is this is a very different version of Eurovision than we are used to. Um, I really do think that when ABBA did win, that's when Eurovision changed completely. Um, but it's a cute song. She's very cute. She's very sweet. Uh, yeah. It's almost one of those things where, like, I see it in the in a movie where everything's happy, sweet, and and then all of a sudden, like, the plot changes and someone gets shot in the head. Like, that's <laughs> the kind of moment that I would want to listen to the song. Um, that that's where this song comes in for me. Um, it's just too sickly sweet. I mean, it is. It's. I mean, it is very like. It is very. Um, it is very. Uh, It's very like vintage Eurovision. This was nineteen seventy, sure. and this was also only their sixth entry. And like, so, I mean, okay, granted there were like twelve countries participating, but I mean, they've started participating in nineteen sixty five. They came in sixth, then fourth, then second, then fourth, then seventh, then first. Like up until this point, they did have like a pretty decent track record. I don't know. I can't. I can't get. I cannot co-sign. I cannot endorse this song. But also, I don't think I could endorse any of the songs that year because, like, Eurovision used to be a little bit of a snooze fest. Not gonna lie. Um. Yeah. No. Uh, and you're Probably right. Like beat that. Abba did. Abba did like redefine Eurovision in a lot of ways. So ABBA Waterloo was one of the four years in between the language requirements, and it was the first year that the language requirement had been um, had been taken away, and it was exactly what the organizers knew would happen because Sweden was the reason that they put the language rules into effect anyway in 1966, because um, Sweden does pop music very well, and it's also why they've dominated, which we'll get into next week anyway, but. They are, you know, I don't know. This is, it's very old school Eurovision, very like Dead Zone, Rogers and Hammerstein. Yeah. Like you could put this in the sound of music and I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you and I are on the same page on it. It's, 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 it's for a different style of human. Yeah. Ooh. And now we're getting into the two time winner. Okay. okay. Fine. Loki, Johnny Logan looks a little bit like my uncle before my uncle got ugly okay <laughs> i don't know where we're going with that but i don't know just an observation okay also any opportunity to get a job in at my uncle anyway great are we doing it yeah all right let's do it <laughs> So the interesting thing about this entry, lyrically, it's a very beautiful song. It's a very, very, very um, adult contemporary song. But at the landscape of music at that time, you had people like James Taylor and Neil Diamond as the superstars that the ladies loved. So he very much fits that style of music at the time, post-disco, pure, pre-80s metal rock. Yeah. I mean, it's very Kenny Loggins. I feel yes and again this is very much that same time period that like sort of hippie laurel kind of energy yes um also people don't understand the re- don't understand like when i say like laurel canyon people don't get it 
It's very well, strange. Not many people know Laurel Canyon. But I mean, it was also like the movement. And I'm not going to claim to be like an expert on it, but like, I know it existed and I know generally like who was involved and what the sound mm-hmm. was. This, this was the time of LA music. Yeah, it was. Um, actually, disco was too. Actually, a lot of music is like very LA coded. There was a whole exhibit at um, the Country Music Hall of Fame about country going to LA. Yeah. In the late 70s, early 80s. Oh, I know. I think I actually saw that. Probably. Which cool also, duh, Tennessee. We're not talking about that. Protect our children. Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, like, the only thing I have written in my notes is that it's um, Kenny Loggins or Eagles coded. I don't know. It's boring. Mm-hmm. Also, so I watch a lot of long form content on YouTube where people speak quite slowly. And so I sometimes have the playback speed set to like one and a quarter or 1.5. Um, I was listening to these songs last night. And I was like, huh, these are all really slow and like everyone's off key. And then I realized that it was on one and a quarter. And so I solved the off key part. But um, suddenly the slowness got worse. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're going to get um, every single entry to be slow. No, uh uh-uh. Um... Neve Kavanaugh's In Your Eyes is more of a mid-tempo. As is Linda sure. Martin is... Lin- no, wait. Okay, and then... Emer if Quinn's. I can't get out of my chair and dance to it, it's not for me in Eurovision. What about Rise Like a Phoenix? Eh. <gasps> it's a great moment. But uh, give give me give me that fun power ballad that gets me to move and groove. Um, True. Like Celine Dion's entry, that that one I can that's I can get behind that shit. I don't think I've ever listened to it. Did she win or did she place? Yes, high? she won for Sweet- Switzerland. Yeah, I knew it was for Switzerland. I can't remember if she can won. Can you or not watch Eurovision's uh, story uh, story of fire saga? No. Oh my god. Is that the one with Will Ferrell? Yes. Uh, They have an entire segment called The Song Along featuring many previous contestants where they sing um, parts of, well, two parts of songs at One Eurovision, including Waterloo and uh, Celine Dion's French entry. uh, Also Euphoria. They don't sing it in the I thought they were, I thought, I've seen that She's in it. Lorraine is there, I know. um, She's my favorite Eurovision winner because she's sort of weird. Yeah, she's a she's a fun one. She's she's a little. I need to watch the entire season, the entire episode that she judged on uh, Jagger's Feria. Uh, Although, just that lip sync was she, she... a choice. I don't know what was happening there. Neither does Santana, but uh, um, she, also, Lorraine was very critical, and but she was much better in Untucked. But like, also, like. Why does that show look like it was produced on five dollars? No, it's got more of a budget than most of the first seasons. I do. Really? Oh yeah. 
Oof. I feel like the only like first seasons that got like budgets were UK and France. France had no budget. They had one set. Everything was done within the singular set. Singular stage. Maybe everything was condensed. Like everything was in the workroom or was on the main stage. That workroom was, but that workroom was. There was a budget for that. I liked it. Oh, it was. It was. It was for baby. It was for miniature men, ant people. Do they? Did they get a higher budget for this next season? I don't know. We'll ask Nikki Doll. I don't know. Okay. I love Nikki. Yeah, me too. Um. Johnny but, uh, Logan. What? Johnny Logan. Ugh. Also, okay, so he won twice. Yeah. And um, and then he wrote the next winner after him mm-hmm. song. Correct. Um. I don't get it. This is, like, where I'm, like, really losing the plot. Like, I don't... Because, like, this is post-Waterloo. Like, this is post, like, actual interesting music. Correct. Although, so, also note that there were no winners between 1970 and 1980. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they lifted the language requirement from 73 to 77. And during those four years, no one, no Irish winners. And I'm pretty sure, actually, those were also all pretty low um, placements. Um, I just don't love ballads. It's, I'm just, I'm gonna, I just can't. Um, I'm not gonna make you listen to the next one because it's basically kind of a clone. Although I do prefer "Hold Me Now" to "What's Another Year." But lyrically, I, mean, really I like "What's Another Year," but that's also because of what today is. So that's maybe why. But yeah, um, I he's so boring. I know. He's so vanilla. I know. He's also, like, very ugly. Um, but... You said it, not me. There have been, like, some attractive entries. Also, like, I was watching through, like, a sort of, like, clip of all the Irish entries. There have been some Irish entries that haven't done super well that I really, really liked. Like, last year, I really liked their entry last year. I didn't like it. I liked 22 in... Was it 2021 or 2019? I can't remember. It was called 22. Oh, I don't know. It was fun. It was a fun little pop... It was a fun little pop. That's what I thought last year's was. It was a fun little pop number, but... Um, Yeah, I don't know. Also, like, this year's entry is not going to do well. So, like, ever since they've, like, introduced the semifinal... I want to say they've not qualified more than they've qualified. It also has to do with the fan vote. You cannot deny the fan vote. It is very big, big, big into what happens to placements nowadays. Like I, like Moldova would not have been seventh place last year if it hadn't been for winning the fan vote. Yeah, because I mean, Moldova is... Amazing! I love Moldova. That song was amazing! Um, I don't remember last year's. Um... But, I uh, play it all the time. I literally yesterday had it on my story. Um, I don't watch stories with the sound on because I'm not a psychopath. <sighs> but it's 
That song is so good. I want to go to Moldova and Romania just to go on the train and say, hey, ho, let's go folklore and rock and roll. That's all I want to do. Also, Romanian boys are hot. Um... Let's talk about Swedish boys next week. Okay. Um... Okay, because I kind of want to touch on Melody Festival and for Sweden as well, because I think that's also part of why Sweden does so well. Anyway, really just an excuse I to can, talk about Samaritan I can Victor. have so much fun with that one as long <laughs> as we get to talk about um, uh, Carpool Karaoke, because if you've not heard that song, you, you're missing out. That song is wild. But Don't that would never... She now has an American version and a, an English version. It's brilliant. They would never send that to Eurovision, though. It's so good, though. It's so good. It's so good. Sweden takes Eurovision, like both like strangely seriously and unseriously at the same time they do and um this is confirmed because i'm slightly famous now in sweden um, i have a lot of swedish listeners and they love chatting with me uh they they really do love their eurovision because that last episode of Drag and like Syria, they love you know they send like they send like legitimate pop acts mm-hmm which is, like, something that other countries don't do, which is also part of why Ireland doesn't do super well. Because, like, who the fuck are these people? Um, except for Ryan O'Shaughnessy did really well in, I want to say it was, like, 2016. But I that was also because Jedward. He... Jedward. That, uh, 2018, Ryan O'Shaughnessy. So Ryan O'Shaughnessy was, um, had previously done The Voice, the voice of Ireland and uh, Britain's Got Talent. They should just send Michelle Visage. They like her there. They really do. They really do. It's funny because, like, I talk to, like, the average American about Michelle Visage and they'll ask you who the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Talk to a British person about Michelle Visage. They love her. They do. They She's, like, actually legitimately famous there. It's true. It's true. Here she's, like, really only gay famous. I say put her on Dancing with the Stars. It'll make her famous again in America. I know. Everyone, I, I like her. Even though Ra- even though she has a feud with Raja. Well. Raja oh, had a point. Man, there's a um, <laughs> anyway, we're going to skip over Johnny Logan's second entry because we don't really need to put ourselves through that again. Um, okay, bye. And then Linda Martin is an ex. She won... So, okay. Johnny Logan won in 1980 and 1987. And then... That was the year I was born. You were born in 87? Yes. When did you think I was born? In my head, you were 10 years older than me. Um, yeah. 87. I mean, seven years, so it's not... Well, it's a seven. Anyway. Um, <laughs> it's not because you look old or act old. It's just that, for some reason, in my head. Although, wait, no, that makes sense because you're 35, right? Or 34. 36. Wait, my birthday was in January. I remember that. Okay. I'm glad you do. Most people forgot, but that's okay. I'm sorry. I mean, most people forget my birthday as well. But you're a Leo. I know I am. So no one can forget a Leo's birthday. Oh, no, no, because then they will kill you. I really don't care. 
I usually like take it upon myself to like do something. Cause like honestly, I do feel like I'm a fairly like aggressively independent person. That's fair. Um, so you know, I go out and party both weekends on either end of my birthday, and make it all about myself and make it about all about me having fun, just not answering to people. That's fair. Um, I'll do that next year. Yeah, and that's how I met one of my new friends last year at a this last birthday at Dolph. Um. I miss Dolph. They haven't had one since Joe Whitaker died. Which, like, also R.I.P. But, anyway. Next up we have Linda Martin with Why Me, which is another Johnny Logan song. Yes, She won in 1992. That's Here My Brother Was Born. What? That's Here My Brother Was Born. Me, 87, my brother, 92, and we're both half Irish. Crazy! (laughs) Um, yeah, Linda Martin, uh... We don't really need to work on that. We don't really don't need to listen to that either. Because I mean, okay, it, it's it, bad. It's more the it's same. It's bad. The hair is bad. Everything's bad about it. See, the hair is the one thing that pulls it ahead of Johnny's performances for me. Well, because yeah. at least there's something interesting happening on stage. Interesting doesn't mean good. It doesn't mean a cosine. Unfortunately, she got the hair memo a couple years after it was cool in the '80s in America. So I get it. I, it's fine. Okay, so Ireland... Okay, so it's weird. So, like, in the UK and Northern Ireland, they've always been sort of ahead. Ireland, not so much. Nope. Also, not so much in Northern Ireland anymore, either. Northern yeah. Ireland is a bit, is in a bit of distress at the moment. But I remember yeah. going there in 2003, and everyone wanted their, like hair flat and like pinned straight and we're wearing skinny jeans and you're all like what the fuck is going on here cut to 2006 that was it um also i mean like the uk is not really ahead of us anymore either part of it partly due to social media and partly due to the fact that the uk is also a country in distress yeah it's is what it is I used to go to London and be inspired. Now I go to London and it's a little depressing. Well, I've only been there once, so I can't say I'm inspired or depressed yet. Um, but, yeah, so Linda Martin. And Linda Martin, this was her second entry. Um, she had also entered... I don't know. Sometime in the 80s? Yeah, 84. And placed second. I don't know. Let's move on to Neve Kavanaugh, because Neve is my one of my favorite Irish names, one of my favorite girls' uh, names. Period. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. I'm I'm struggling d- recapping Drag Race because phonetically, like it just doesn't make sense. Ireland is a very close second to things just not making sense, especially names. Why? Um, I can actually answer that. Please. The English. Um. So Gaelic was not a written language. They had some sort of, like, markings that were sort of, like, runes, and I don't think they've actually been, like, super decoded yet. Um, actually, no. It might not have been English. It might have been um, from Latin. Um, because the Romans did not reach Ireland, but the Catholics did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just sort of, like, trying to force... A language that was not meant to be written in a lot in the Latin alphabet into being written in the Latin alphabet, and so some things got misplaced. I mean, 
Gaelic is a frustrating language. I've tried learning it. I, if I'm going to learn it, I need to learn it like in person and school. Um, but I mean, like, girl, uh, what is Ludahel? It's just like you look at the spelling of it and you're like, oh, it, it must rhyme with Liam. Nah, Sneeve. There's also Siobhan. That's what's There's crazy. Also Don't, Siobhan's the one that I'm like, I, I, I quit. I can't tell. I, I, I'm done. I love it. I it's mean, a sexy name, but the spelling. Yeah, but I do like Neve. Neve is like mm-hmm. one of my favorite names. I do also like Aoife, but I mean, I feel like naming your daughter, naming your child like beautiful in any language is sort of asking for them to be ugly. Yeah. So I can't call you like leave? Leave? No, because yeah. there's no H. I'll add an H. Okay, you can call me Leave. There we go. Leave! <laughs> you, you, you allowed it, it's going to happen. But I do, I really do like the name Neve, and this is also probably my favorite um, Irish winner. Okay, okay. I love, a, I love like a mid-tempo power ballad. All right, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> I like key changes, so that that's where like it gets points for me. That's where I would give her points. Um, once again, we're stuck in a time that's not 1993. Um, she's like, I'm going to do an 80s pop ballad and and with a country twang. It's it's not quite there for me, but um, I get it. It, it. It's a good song. It's fine. No, I mean, okay. So here's okay. The thing about this is, um. This is the second year they won in a row, by the way. Um, Correct. They won three years in a row in the 90s. And then took a year off and then won again. Um, This was, again, during the era in which um, you had to sing in your national language. So Ireland and the UK had a bit of leg up on the competition. And mm-hmm. kind of France. And maybe Spain. Not Spain, actually, no. France. Definitely not Spain. Was Spain even part of it? I don't know. Spain's part of it. They just can't get anything happen, ever. Yeah. They, sh- I- they should have probably won last year, but we all know why they didn't win last year, and that's fine. I understand it. Um, but come on, Slow Mo is a fucking certified hit. Last year was to make up for the fact that Goa didn't win with Shum in 2021. Fine. But I'm just telling you, slow-mo was A+. Have you seen the music video for Shum, by the way? Uh, I probably have. I. <sighs> it's I a cancer rave. I just can't wait for Drag Race España 3 and when we might have a Eurovision challenge featuring Chanel as a guest judge and slow-mo as our lip-sync song. Do you have tea that I don't? Yes. Okay. Okay. It's happening. You know what? You know what? You know what I'm looking forward to in terms of drag race and lip syncs and stuff like that? What? Korea. Yeah, well. We'll get there. I know. I'm so excited. I'm excited for the Asian ones. Although, not that I'm going to watch them because I don't like watching them with uh, subtitles. But, you know, it's exhausting. If I can do it, anybody can do it. I know. But, um, anyway, Neve is a little cutie. 
Listen, th- we're again still in the pre-production part of Eurovision, where we're, we're slowly getting to lights and colors and, and and fun on stage. I just hate everything about what she's wearing. Like, I literally hate everything about what she's wearing. Oh, I like it. Oh, it's so oh, boring. It's myself. so boring. Um, let me see. Let's see what she was wearing. I can't remember. Um. Also, granted, I was watching these sort of stoned last night, so. <laughs> That's fair. That's how I listen to my Moldovan uh, folk pop rock. Um, I mean, I've sent you many uh, videos of my Moldovan folk pop rock, and you never listen to it. It's fine. I, I mean, I don't think a normal sane person should, but I love it. Oh, never mind. I hate this. I hate everything about it. It's terrible. Remember, remember when Trixie was doing the pit stop, and it was Gigi Good was the guest, and. Mm-hmm. Olivia's runway was sort of bad, and Jixie mm-hmm. said, "I don't think I'm exaggerating here, but when that came out on the runway, I felt like nothing was good and nothing would ever be good again." Yeah, this is how I feel. The styling here is just bad. It's very bad. Her hair looks good. Sure, and again, it's the '90s. Like we did that in the '90s. Okay. Also, I want to have a quick conversation about the fact that like Irish culture in the '90s was like a thing and you're seeing it come up with emer and not and a couple next okay we're not i you're not listening to whatever the fuck the rock another ballad why are we stuck in 1973 because we have not been introduced to the cores or bewitched yet and that's what's going to happen when emer starts that's why we love it. I'm I'm fully aware of why we are appreciating the voice. It's because it gives you that Irish flair that those pop bands were giving you, and that's why we fucking love the Irish um, entries at that because, moment. Because I mean, in Ireland, like we had the Cranberries, we had Sinead O'Connor, Riverdance became a thing. Like, but but they were not Eurovision entry style music. They they were a little yeah, more but progressive. they could have been absolutely. They were too progressive for what Ireland was sending through. Yeah, I don't know. This is also... And I still feel like... So, like... Imagine if they asked you two to do Eurovision. It wouldn't happen. Would you want it to happen? Can you hear In me? In the 90s, yes. Not, but ever since they pushed that album through onto our phones that nobody wanted. <laughs> I, I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking more of the 90s, yes. Because uh, that's when U2, well, U2, eight, late 80s, early 90s was the thing. U2 is such a weird anomaly to me because, like, if you look, like, on paper, they don't have a whole lot of hits in the U.S., but they're sort of omnipresent. Late not eighties, they had hits like um, not still as many found as you what think. I'm looking for. Uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday, like that whole era was when U two was big, and then it took like the early two thousands with Beautiful Day for them to hit relevance again in America. Yeah, because like I do, you feel like they're sort of similar to uh, Coldplay in a sense, because like if you Sorry, think about Coldplay. <laughs> but like if you think about Coldplay is like legacy it doesn't line up with like their discography no not at all and that's sort of the same i feel sort of similarly about you too if you think about their legacy it doesn't necessarily line up with like 
their success on paper in the United States. Like, I'm not going out and rush and go see you to your Coldplay ever. It's just not a thing I want to do. I might be seeing Coldplay in September. Well, bless your heart. I like their last album. Also, Princess of China is an incredible song. Um, Will Apple Martin be there? I hope so. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her now. She's. Does she wish you well? Or is that just her mom? Can I tell you, like, the amount of joy that that trial brought me last week, or the week before? I think it was last week. Like, it was a bright spot in an otherwise, like, dark time. That's true. Let's be, like, honest here. The world is shit. Oh, Um, yeah. Not the world, the U.S. The U.S. is a fucking dumpster fire right now. No, I'd say the world's pretty shitty right now. We got some problems all over the place. Yeah, I don't know. True. I don't know. I I feel like we're very rapidly falling into fascism. And I feel like the attention is not being placed there. Also, I think I'm going to my first protest on Sunday. Like, first ever protest. Do it. Have fun. You should. Drag March. That's cool. Um, but yeah. So, and then we have Paul Harrington and was it Charlie McGettigan? Snoozer McSnoozerson. I mean, honestly, though. I, I, why, but... Three years in a row. That's what the context everyone has to remember. Ireland won three years in a row. They are on a rise. And for whatever reason, I do think, like, politically charged Eurovision is a thing. You're not allowed to write about it. You're not allowed to sing about it. But the voters will vote about it. Um, Again, Ukraine won last year. We still have the troubles happening. It's a a thing. It's in the aura. Do you want to something wild? Yes. So, the um, Good Friday Agreement was signed Good Friday 1998, mm-hmm. did not take effect until the fall of 98. My first time going to Ireland, to the Northern Ireland to visit my family, was summer 98. And I never realized. I never realized, like, how close I was. I mean, by that point, like, everything had calmed down. Right. It wasn't, like, the same. 19, the 80s were wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and so, like, by the time that I was there, everything had sort of, like, calmed down a bit. Um, but, like, I never realized, like, how recent that all was until actually the last time, the time before last that I was in Ireland in 2019. Yeah. Um, and we were talking to my cousins, and they all had, like, memories of shit going down. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Anyway, love Ireland. Um, just not their music sometimes. Um, but I mean, even in between... Oh, in between Dreamin' by Eddie Friol. Yikes. Anyway, 96, they had Emer Quinn. I had to look up the pronunciation for this, song, for this name. Mm-hmm. There are no surprise sounds happening. I was, I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, actually, for the most part, like, all these names are pretty, like, easy for, like, English speakers. I think, like, sure. Amen might be a little bit d difficult. And I think that's sort of, like, the most difficult after Neve. Siobhan is, is a difficult one. It, Siobhan is a difficult one. There are no Siobhans here, you... though. No, no, just in general. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a Sinead. Sinead can be a little bit difficult. Yeah. But Sinead, also, like, there's no really surprise sounds either. Except for, like, the S alone is making an, is making a sh sound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Cersei Ronan. Sersha. Sersha Ronan. Sersha. Um, I just love that SNL sketch. I don't know if you've seen it. Which one? Her Her monologue. I love her. I love her. Her monologue I've seen where it. she does a parody of Liza with a Z, but uh, Sarasha with an S. Yes. Um, it's very funny. It's very, very funny. Um, I loved her on, uh, I loved her on Saturday Night Live. Sarasha um, like Anarsha. <laughs> Sarasha like Anarsha. Um, but the uh, Erlingus sketch. That's funny. I got into it with Erlingus after my last flight on them um, in 2019 on twitter because they didn't plan they didn't gate check bags and so we're getting on the plane and like they're trying to gate check bags after we've already gotten onto the plane because they didn't realize that the, uh, the overhead space would be gone and so then we ended up missing our spot and so we had to wait on wait for like two or three hours on the fucking tarmac come on irish i don't know you know i mean the irish time is real like it's insane. I mean, also going through the airport in Dublin. Oh my god, I lost my mind. I have not experienced it yet, but I can't wait till I go to Ireland for my heritage trip. Once I figure out where the heritage is. I mean, do you know what your Irish name is? That's. I have my ancestry. I'm still working. I haven't had a chance really to work on it and figure out the exact lineage i'm still my ancestors are still in america at the moment i'm at so it's my great great i think i'm at okay i mean i'm pretty easy i still have living relatives in ireland um i don't yeah i don't think i mean you probably do still have some but i mean like these are like cousins that my mom grew up with yeah no um, definitely not there yeah also i mean like not for nothing like this is all happening my family did not have indoor plumbing until the 70s. My cousin was talking to me about going to visit his grandmother when he was a child, taking the buggy this summer. Like, outside of Dublin and maybe a couple of other, of other cities, like, Ireland is... backwater. Like, backwoods like wild although my cousin with a buggy was in northern ireland and so they had running water <laughs> that's fair i just watched um when i was doing all my um obviously oscar movie watching i was like man she's been a sharon i was like this can't really be what everyone's like and i was like oh wait no that's the it's the 20s or 30s or something whatever 40s yeah ireland the was... before times i mean ireland was Ireland's rise 
to such prominence is a little bit wild. Yeah. Because, like, mind you, in the century prior, they lost half of their population. Potatoes. Potatoes. Love and I mean, potatoes. Some stereotypes are true. If my grandmother could live on mashed potatoes alone, she would. Mashed potatoes, tater tots, French fries. Give me them all. See, I'm not a potato Scalloped person. potatoes. I love potatoes. See, I'm more of a rice person. This is where the Asian kicks in. Well, we're not doing Asian vision yet. Asia vision. It's happening. They're making it happen. But No, it was canceled. When was it canceled? Let me check. Um, which also, I need to read this article about Euphoria. Um, the song or the TV show? TV show. Oh. Um, Eurovision Asia Song Contest. Oh, it's not been canceled. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, the idea was dropped for the Asian counterpart of Eurovision, but recently things have changed rapidly to bring back Eurovision to Asia. Yeah. Um, the inaugural contest would be intended to be developed by Australian broadcaster SBS and production partner Blink TV in cooperation with the EBU. Um, but I mean, okay, let's be honest here. Asia con- Song Contest, it would be going between Japan and Korea. Probably, but you, you never know. Listen, if, if, if depending on who's going to be allowed to enter and play around, give me some Bollywood and I'm here for it. Oh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I Okay, so like, I don't super think... When I think of Asia, I don't super think of India. That's why I would say it depends who's allowed to do it and what's yeah. going to constitute what it, it will be. Well, because it seems Still to be technically, like, it's, it appears to be like Asia Pacific. So I mean, technically, India is sort of on the Pacific, and I guess like Let's Kazakhstan see. was meant to be. No, never mind. Yeah, Kazakhstan was meant to be. So I mean, they're moving pretty far west. We'll find so, out. But like India, sort of mashing india in with like east and southeast asia is a little bit in my mind problematic because it's too culturally different and it sort of reduces one of the most culturally diverse regions in the world to just being part of this other monolith that like quite frankly it's not a super part like super part of because there is so many barriers there's the physical barriers between india and the rest of asia i mean literally the tallest mountains in the world That's why it's up to the people who make it who will decide what it will be. Eh, um, I mean, they're not listed here. But I mean, India would probably do well. I but think they would. Of the listed countries, it's Australia, China, Japan, Kazakhstan, Maldives, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, Solomon Islands, South Korea, and Vanuatu. Um, Korea and Japan. What, what do you have against Kylie Minogue? I was going to say, if Australia can send Kylie Minogue, it's ever for those hoes. But, um, no, because I mean, like, I feel like Australia's music industry is still, like, in its infancy on a global scale. Whereas sure. I feel like Japan and Korea have sort of got things down. 
in a way that other countries don't. I mean, I mean they have sort of the best songwriters. That's fair. Um, All right, let's get back reason. to Ireland because I want to talk about I- Emer. Emer. Emer Quinn. Okay, Emer this Quinn. Is, this is my one. This is, I think is actually my favorite entry. I will agree with that one. Um, because it actually sounds Irish. Correct. And like getting back to like Irish culture at the time was like a thing. Like it was happening, and like now they finally fucking capitalized on it. And then did this song leave you breathless? Is that a chorus reference? Yes. Love that for you. Yes. Um, Grandma was obsessed with chorus. With the chorus, of course. Um, and I loved Breathless. It was on a Radio Disney compilation. I think. Of course, it was, and, and I'm I'm sure, um, Bewitched, Sela V was on there as well. No, I mean this was shocker. No, Bewitched was like actually like a hit hit here. A Breathless. Yes, Breathless was not. Oh, Bewitched. I mean, um, Say La Vie. I, the chorus was, I remember the chorus pretty well. That was, I, for, I, I think it was pretty hit, big hit, at least in the uh, New York metro area. I mean. Fairly uh, certain on like one of the end of the year wrap ups for one of the stations, it was like number one. Well, yeah, because we also, both of us live in, are from like major cities. So, like, the music that we're exposed to is a bit different than what you'd be exposed to in, like, the Midwest. That's fair, because they're all racists. Actually, fun fact. um, The sort of, the three primary um, radio markets that people look to for trend forecasting are LA, New York, and San Francisco. Chicago Mm -hmm. is just, like, fully, like, glossed over. Yeah, it was top 40, but it was only at, like, 34. Say La Vie was, like, top 10. Um, they had a cover of Mickey, and I loved it. But, yeah, Say La Vie was, like, one of the first, like, songs that I truly, truly loved. It came out when I was three. Well, you're a baby. Thank you. I'm going to listen to the voice now. Listen, would she win the voice? No. Does she have a voice that works for the song? Yes. Does it sound like it could be in Lord of the Rings? Probably. Um, but culturally, this is the most Irish of all the songs. And yes. that's what I think made this a winner. Um, but you're also, again, we've already touched on the, the chorus being a thing. You We touched on Bewitch being a thing. But it's also the time of the river dance being big over, all over the world. Celtic thunder, Celtic women. We like this kind of sound because we like stereotypes. Yes. Um... There's also Anya. Let's not forget Anya. I, well, I was getting there. And uh, listen... Um, this was like, I think Sail Away was probably her song at the moment. Um, I don't know if Only Time had come out yet, but Enya, like, again, we mock Enya, but there's a reason why we like it, because there's something soothing about the sound and, and, and the style of music. Do we mock Enya? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Willow Pill mocked Enya. I don't... I... Yeah. Also, that was like one of the best things that ever happened on Jack Race. Correct. Um, but, but no, uh, I, of the seven entries that Ireland won with, this I think is their strongest entry because they leaned into it. 
again, we are moving closer to more of the novelty acts, the big production of the 2000s and Eurovision, and that's where they slay here. It's you, you see the band, they're they're hitting the heritage. You got the the styles. It, it it's a good entry for Eurovision. Yes, um, and that was in 1996, and that was the last time that they won. Yeah, um, they really got to figure out how to pick better people, or or they got to start like making alliances again, because uh, you have to realize the alliance game in Eurovision nowadays is huge. Well, I mean, that's part of. I mean, that's why England never wins anymore. They're all pissed off. Well, also, have you seen what they've been sending? Engelbert just... Humperdick. He he's a legend of of, of times. Also, um, no. What the fuck was that electro swing song that they sent a few years ago too? Like I, they and then like all they, they had something... to do was realized, wow, UK Hun was an incredible song. Let's write a song specifically for Eurovision with four drag queens, and they would have won. S- send the winning like group, the girl group from the drag yes. race every year. That's what I. That's do it. Send Tia Coffee already. She's not, she's been shortlisted by um by people betters and stuff that she might be an entry not someday her. soon. Yes, Tea Coffee. She's on the not list. Not her. Not tea her. Tea Coffee. We love Tea Coffee. She's my nemesis. I love Tea Coffee. Dale and I joke about her being my nemesis. Um, but uh, no. I mean, look. Here's the thing. I think one of the things that like really sort of started hurting Ireland was um, the language thing. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you start adding in the Central and Eastern European countries that were formerly part of the Soviet Union now entering. And then you also, and like the style of performance that they introduced, I do find typically like my favorite entries are Eastern European. I mean, you're over here talking about your love of Moldova's entry- entries. Um, Moldova I mean, and Sweden. Like, There's something about them. Yeah, and I like you know. And Finland Sweden. and Norway. I, I just maybe I should just move there. Going to Sweden, Eastern Europe. I know. Sweden to Eastern Europe. No. Um. But uh. No. Um. Sweden. I want to say like benefited from sort of like regional alliances, but I do think Sweden always has the most like universally appealing entries because they because for sweden and when we talk about sweden we'll discuss it more sweden takes the song contest incredibly seriously they have so many people who want to make that their career and that's why it's such a big battle and when you have someone like Lorraine win and then come back a couple times, still not win and then get back into it. It's a battle. You have to give your A game every single time you do Melody Festivalen. Melody Festivalen. And I think Melody Festivalen is a large part of why they do well. It's a, it's yes. chosen by the public and a panel. Yes. Whereas, um, you know, Ireland, Ireland, Ireland does not do it. Do. Other countries do it um, a little more. So, um, yeah, which I mean, they tried to do it in the UK a few years ago and didn't work very well. No. Um, Spain does it. Um, they had Sharon, who was a drag queen, winner of Drag Race Espana 2, was part of the finalists this year. Did not win, obviously. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, having those competitions is really what sets some of those countries apart because it is a real battle to get that top spot. 
Exactly. And it also increases, you know, Melodifestivalen is sort of one of the biggest music events of the year. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a way to, it's a way, it's a path for exposure. Did you know that someone on, well, the winner um, of one of the challenges in Drag, Drag Race Belgique won two tickets to Eurovision this year? That was the fucking prize for winning a maxi challenge. I was like, that's the greatest prize Drag Race has ever given. I know. And like, I had friends like battling it out for tickets because it's in Liverpool. Oh, correct. Now, listen, I would have loved to go, but unfortunately I got to go to DragCon instead. Okay. Again. Also, what the fuck? I'm missing is... it. Oh, is it that weekend? Yep. Oh. I mean, the semifinals are like, what, Tuesday and Thursday? Uh, yes. Thursday, I'll set something up with John to shoot, and then we can go to a bar and watch Eurovision. I'm sure it'll be at, like, one of the gayer bars in WeHo or at uh, Precinct. I hope so. I, lo- I, I know New York does a couple of viewings, and it's always super fun, but... Because then it's on a Sunday, right, the final? No, I think it's Saturday. Maybe it's Sunday. I don't know. I don't know. Everything mixes it together. Um, but yeah, and I think part of it is that it's not, they're not drumming up enough domestic interest in the festival. And yeah. I think that a large part of that would end up being, would have to be like this, you know, selection contest. Um, but I think also, I think it, it does have a lot to do with the alliances. Also, the fact that they keep sending shit acts. Ireland, here's my proposal. Well, no, not just do better. We, we, I'm telling them how to do better. Hire myself and Liam, and we will find you your acts. Thank you. Perfect. You're welcome. We'll just send we'll just send Blue Hydrangea over and over again. I don't think that's a smart idea. We heard her track with RuPaul. Pass. You listen to that. Of course I did. I listened to it before the uh, she was announced as a winner because uh, it was leaked and it was terrible. I was like, oh, God, this is your prize? Uh, can I, like, quit? Yeah, that was a little rough. Yeah. Hopefully the rumors are true and there's some prize money this time around. I hope not so, that too. I, not that I look at rumors <laughs> or spoilers or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a good boy Especially... who follows Bob's rules. Um, yeah, okay. Okay. But I mean, so, but ever since they introduced the semifinal, they've, um, they've not qualified more than they qualified. Correct. Um, and the last time Ireland was really successful was the first Jedward entry. Yes. Loki, I like your second Jedward. one Oh what? God, Jedward. I can't believe we, the world has introduced a Jedward. I like Jedward. They were cute for five seconds. They definitely fuck, though. Oh, fully. But Just like sugar and spice. But if you're an identical twin, is it fucking or is it masturbation? I don't know. I don't want to think about it. Um, last <laughs> sugar and spice at Dragon. Perfect. Um, I hope we can actually see some of the season 15 girls. We'll make it happen. I'll make it happen. I want to talk to Sasha. Well, that one might be harder, but we'll make something happen. I'll, we'll figure it out. It's okay. We'll find her at uh, beaches later. Yeah. I, I love Sasha. Um, and I love all of her family. Okay. I mean, I think we're done with Ireland right now. I, I, to sum everything up, bad. 
Yeah. They tried. And, and I think also part of the success just came from general goodwill. The only country that doesn't like Ireland is Italy. Yeah, well, Italy doesn't like... A lot of people don't like Italy, but that's a whole different world. Yeah, there's like a weird rivalry between Italians and Irish because they both think they're the holiest. It's a whole weird thing. I don't get it. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. Eh. I'm more excited to do Sweden next week, and I feel bad about that. That's anyway, okay. before we go, two things I want to, I want to ask you. One, who are you rooting for for Drag Race? Because the finale will be later on this week. Sushi Coolbean. That just took my brain a second to sort of process. Um, same. I mean, she's really the clear winner. Although yeah. I wouldn't be mad at Anitra. If Anitra wins, I think good for her. But she is the cash cow. She is going to be on the show many, 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 many times until her contract is up. And then she'll probably re-up on her contract because, I mean... Yeah, it depends. It depends if she has other opportunities. Um, I mean, they can compel you to come back for All-Stars and come back on the show and stuff, but, like, they're pretty lenient about that. They don't, like, force you, force you. Sure. Well, no, because I know <laughs> some instances where it's been, you know... Yes. No, I... I yes. Yes. Um... I'm excited. What's the second question? Okay. What are you listening to? Right now? Yeah. Other than Moldova's entries. <sighs> what am I listening to? Let me look at my... Uh, uh, see, I don't really have time to listen to, listen to music because I have so many um, podcasting to do. Um, but what am I listening to? Well, I, I did just go see um, uh, uh, Shucked. So I'm listening to... Um, Brandy Clark and uh, McAnally's music um, because of, I realized a lot of the songs that they have written are the country songs that I like, namely Casey Musgraves. He's written so many of Casey's uh, big songs. Oh, uh, he's also written um, uh, Down at the Honky Tonk, which is a fun song. He wrote Mama Broken Heart, which was originally um, written by Casey Musgraves as well. Um, but yeah, I listened. Shucks was really good. Um, I go if you're in New York, go see it. It was really, really good. And Alex Newell is in it. Go support queer. Alex actors. Newell is in it. Yeah. Um, um, that's basically what I'm listening to. And steps like every five seconds because I love steps. Oh right, I forgot your obsession with steps. Obsessed. Um. Meanwhile, I can't stop listening to. Um, I forgot what it was. So apparently, I can't stop listening to it. Um, but yeah, uh, while I'm losing it, I'm tired. Time for a nap. Girl. I I can go watch Drag Race. Oh, you do? All right. So you can catch Michael's podcast on Block Talk 75 times a week. Um, Literally. (laughs) I'll link it. Um, At this point, there's not something for someone on this podcast. Whether it's an interview, whether it's some version of Drag Race, whether it's Survivor or pop culture, there is something for you to listen to in the 650 plus episodes I've released. How many seasons of Drag Race are going on right now? Um, Well, there is three. We're losing one, but adding one next week. So, Belgique just ended, yeah? Belgique ended, and next week we're adding Espana. Oh, fun. So, 
you have fun with that and thank you guys for listening um we'll be back next week with sweden which will be significantly more interesting because even their non-winning entries are top tier yeah we'll just talk about euphoria for five hours i could literally talk i could go on and on and on about euphoria euphoria is one of my favorite songs same all right anyway thank you for listening um i'll see you next week bye